Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Thank you for tuning in to episode 52 of the show. Uh, This is the one-year anniversary show, and for it, we are giving away a copy of uh, Joe Fairless's Best Ever Apartment Syndication book. He was a guest on the show. If you'd like to get a copy of the book, or uh, I guess enter to win a copy of the book, send an email to glenn at glennsutherland.com. In the subject line, say something like one year or book giveaway. And in the body of the email, just say where you subscribe to the podcast. Without ado, here's the episode. Thanks, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Sean Ria. Uh, Sean, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me, Glenn. I uh, appreciate it. Um, so I, I started investing in real estate um, maybe about six years ago. And, uh, you know, it, it, it blossomed from what I thought initially was just going to be um, an, in, an initial purchase of an asset to offset uh, some of our expenses because we had a growing family at the time. So we, we had built a new home and... Um, I remember I had watched an episode of Income Property on HGTV mm-hmm. and it kind of like, uh, you know, kind of, kind of got my wheel spinning and I said, you know, I, I think I want to do that. I think I want to, you know, buy a, buy a place and, uh, and rent out a portion of the house to offset my mortgage, my property taxes, insurance, and, um, you know, kind of low, lower our living expenses because, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to get by on, on, you know, day to day. And, uh, that ended up, you know, becoming something completely different. I went way off track and uh, now, now I'm, I guess, you know, becoming a real estate investor. That's awesome. So what, I guess what I was originally drawn to you was when we were talking on Facebook and I saw your messages and uh, maybe we'll talk about that one deal you had that you were talking about and then uh, we'll go into some strategies afterwards. Yeah. So one, one of my latest deals um, that I picked up, at the end of last year, um, was was uh, what, what I would consider like a perfect burr. Yeah. Um, so um, I know I know you've had other people on on your pod on your podcast there and your channel that talk about burrs. Uh, so most of your most of your followers are probably familiar with what burr strategy are is. If you, if they're not, it's uh, basically buy, renovate, refinance, rent out, and repeat it, um, and you know, and, and you recycle your money. So um, whatever money you put in, you try you try and pull it back out as quickly as possible. So I was uh, the latest the latest property that I picked up. I actually got it off of MLS, um, and it ended up being uh, way higher than what I wanted uh, to pay for it uh, initially, the asking price. And I went back and forth, negotiated the with the seller um, the initial offer that I had given them. They kind of just looked at it, laughed it off, and and didn't even come back. It sat on the market because it needed a full reno. Um, so it sat on the market for about 90 days. And the seller ended up coming back and said he's willing to negotiate. Um, I was able to get that property for pretty much exactly what I wanted to buy it for, uh, which was way under the asking price. Perfect. I knew it, I knew it needed renovations. So... Um, I had estimated that it needed about $25,000 in renovations, and uh, I got these numbers through my contractor. So I, I have a team of contractors here that are local to the Niagara region. Yep. Um, got them to do you know, the estimates and everything. Went through with the renovations. We actually, 
we were actually able to do the full renovation in 30 days. Now, I, I do work a nine-to-five job. So I was going to my nine-to-five job. I was going home, having dinner uh, with the family, and then going straight to the house and you know managing the contractors and do, putting sweat, ec- sweat equity into there yep. every single night. Um, but we managed to get it done in 30 days. We got it rented out. Um, our, our costs to own the property. So I, I ended up refi- uh, go, going back a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, I, I ended up doing uh, what's called a purchase plus improvements on this property okay. um, with Scotia. Yeah. Okay. So so I bought it, and uh, and the way the purchase plus works is you you'll you'll estimate a certain amount. So in this case, it was twenty five thousand dollars, and uh, for your rental for your rental costs. And uh, so spent the twenty five thousand dollars. I went back. They did another appraisal. On the property, yep. and I was able to recoup that twenty-five thousand dollars within forty-five days after the appraisal. Um, we had it tenanted within thirty days. So uh, we had purchased up on the, on September first, October first. It was tenanted, and um, the the way the numbers played out, I'm I'm cash flowing on this property just under sixteen hundred dollars, and it's a, it's a two-unit duplex. Awesome. Uh, so so what are the rents like each one? So I I have them all inclusive. Yeah. And I have 1450 for a three bedroom yeah. and 1250 for a two bedroom. Pretty good. And we have uh, property taxes, insurance, yeah. uh, mortgage, and utility costs at around 1100. Nice. Nice. So where 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 is this property located? What city are you in? This is actually in Fort Erie. Fort okay. Erie Ontario. Okay. Yeah. Um so it's in the Niagara region. It's um you know the 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 I would say the the market itself is a uh, very low vacancy rate, and there isn't a huge amount of investors that are like putting offers on properties here. So it is, um, you know, some of the properties do go pretty quick. This property specifically, I believe the reason it didn't go quickly, and I was able to take advantage of that, was because they had actually listed it quite high. For the value, for the value, considering how much renovations it needed, and um, that's why it sat on the market. So, whether it was a, a real estate agent issue or not, I don't know. But uh, you know, luckily, I was able to to go in and get at the price that I wanted, which was uh, quite, quite less, quite quite a bit less than what they were asking. Some of my deals just get screwed because I'm like, some people will pay way too much, and it, maybe, absolutely, maybe like Fort Erie is a great market for if you find something there. Maybe. Uh, Maybe you you just ruined your secret and you'll have some new uh, new competition, but <laughs> but no, that's, that sounds awesome. Yeah, you, you know what i I see that I see that a lot actually with the different networking events that I go to, you know, and um, just just talking with with other investors and stuff like that. And, and I hear that story a lot, where you know they they you know you do the numbers, you you analyze the property. And and you you know okay what depending what you're you know what you're going for whether you're going for some some investors are going for capital appreciation others are just going for uh, cash flow um, so you know some people just depend uh, based on the cap rates and uh, I think you know I, I hear the story a lot almost too often where you have investors that are doing the analysis and they they find that sweet spot for the number and then you have somebody else come in and they pay more than what the property is really, you know, really worth for a good, good, solid investment. So somebody's buying it, what I would consider as a mediocre investment with mediocre cash flow. Yeah. Happens all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, and I'm, I think those are going to be the people that, that struggle, especially if we see even not. I'm, I don't think we're coming onto a recession at all, Canada or the U.S. But I think there will be some slight corrections in spots, and uh, yeah, those people are going to have trouble when they've bought it, and I especially if they don't cash flow. So going back to the, the Jarvis bird that we were just talking about, yep. uh, Jarvis is the street that I purchased it on. Um, so this this property actually is, a, I guess the investors call it infinite return, right? So yep. because it, it was a perfect burr, uh, I was able to refinance 100% of my money out and, and that $1,600 in cash flow is actually you know an infinite return that's residual every month uh, that I don't, um, so that's that's kind of you know that's kind of the bread and butter of of what what I try to replicate in yep. my investments. It and that's exactly the name of the game because uh, if you just keep buying properties and you're using all your cash and there's no recycling of it, you will run out of money. Like it doesn't matter if you have a million dollars, you're still going to hit yes. the end. Like you need, absolutely you need a, a system uh, of either pulling in investors. Yep. Or which would be, I would be going that way for multifamily. And if you're doing yep. singly family, in my opinion, you need to do a burr because you need yep. to have a way of adding value to this property and refinancing the money back so that you get all or most of your money back so that you can continue to do this. Yes, absolutely. The strategy, the strategy would be the same. You know, if you're doing your joint ventures with, with money partners, you know, you, you want to get the money back for your partners as quickly as possible because then they're going to be more likely to to do another another joint venture with you but uh, if you're working on your own and uh, with your own money you want to get that money back as quickly as possible also when you have properties that are cash flowing positive uh, that well uh, those a lenders that have the best interest rates are going to be more likely to give keep giving you mortgages so you know with scotia bank i think the limits between like 10 and 15 mortgages um yeah. so you know and then you can still go to other a lenders after that I am looking at uh, at doing uh, potentially, you know, uh, some joint ventures with with people um, because it, it it is a way that you can kind of expand your portfolio a lot quicker, grow a lot quicker. Um, I, I find right now the hardest part is not even finding it's not finding the money or the partners. It's actually finding those really good deals. Um, that's that's the hardest part because when you go down and, and you do the numbers, you know you'll have real estate agents that send you uh, properties that are 10% cap rate or 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 um, you know a lot of them are sending like between eight to 10% cap rates as like great investments. Um, I I honestly don't even look at it if it's less than 10. So yeah. it, for me, it has to be 10 to 15%. Um, I like to follow the one percent money rule, yeah. uh, which. You, you know, um, it's for, for people who don't know, it's like if the property's $500,000, then it should bring in $5,000 a month in rent. Yep. Um, so it's like super simple analysis. If it doesn't meet that criteria, um, maybe don't even bother looking at it. If it does, then dig down a little deeper and see if it makes sense, if it's a good investment. So um, I did have somebody send me a property earlier this evening, a, a real estate agent, and uh, they had said, hey, Sean, this is a 12% cap rate. It's a five unit, um, something you're probably going to be interested in. And I went through and did the numbers on the spreadsheet and there was actually mistakes in the numbers. And I went back and then he recalculated. He's like, oh, sorry, it's only 7.9%. So not, not for you. That is a great tip too that we should like actually deep dive into is I do the same thing. I have my own sheets 
And whenever I get numbers from realtors or anyone, you know, wholesalers, I move. If, you know, I'll use their numbers to get a good idea if it's even something I'm worth digging into. But I move it into my own sheets because then yes. I can compare it from like you know apples to apples to apples. Because sometimes you know, sometimes there's really good wholesalers that will factor in vacancy rates and they'll factor in all these extra things and it makes their deal not as good as other ones when it's actually better and you, you just need to you get a good sheet or even just email me i'll give you my sheet because mine's just borrowed from someone else too i don't even know where i got it anymore <laughs> <laughs> but uh the get yeah put it in your own stuff because that, that's otherwise you would could have missed that right you could have been stuck buying something that wasn't you know it wasn't what you thought it was right Absolutely. That it's very important to know your numbers and, you know, and, and, and include all those numbers. Like you said, like, you know, in, include the, the mortgage payments or the line of credit interest payments, but you got, you got to include everything and know what the number is. And for, for myself personally, I, I, I purchase on cash flow. So if, when I purchase it, I should know exactly what my expected return is going to be, uh, on positive cash flow. Yeah. And, um, if it doesn't meet, you know, some people have like $200 per unit on their cash flow. Uh, I, I hear that number 250. I hear that number thrown around a lot. Yep. Um, but, you know, there, there's a lot, there's deals that you can make that are a lot better than $200 and $250 uh, cash flow, you know. Yep. So, uh, you, you mentioned uh, using, uh, possibly using a joint venture for the future. Yes. Why? Because I, 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 I dabble both ways. Like, I, in my mind, which way is the better way? So, you, why do the the joint venture over using private money? Well, I think that at some point you will max yourself out. So at some point you're gonna run out of a lenders. Um, well, I'm not talking a lenders. I'm talking like even just going to my, my my local RIA, paying them, you know, you know, seven to ten percent for some money. But then yeah. I don't have to split profits with anybody. I get the whole thing, right? Especially if I'm doing a burr, it's an infinite return. I can borrow the money and return it. And so I always, it, it, like, I'm like, do I, do I want to do JVs and get more yeah. people in? Which, yeah. it's good because like I, I want to grow. And yes. It's like, but it's also like, do I just keep being selfish and keep it all in my name? And but I can keep growing too and don't have to pay as many people, right? It's more. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, I understand. Yeah. understand both of them. Both of them. Both perspectives make sense. Um, I think that you know, from one perspective, if you're if you're working with a, a team of people, so even myself, just uh, um, not doing joint ventures, like you like you see multiple people that have multiple joint ventures going on and they're growing significantly, um, not not doing that, I still have a team of people that help me with everything, right? So you have your, your real estate agent, you have your lawyer, you have your mortgage broker, you have um, your other investor friends and, and team that uh, help you out with deals. And um, I think growing and working as a team is going to make your success uh, come to fruition a lot faster than working on your own. So that, that would be the only reason that I would say... Yeah, yeah absolutely do do that because when you when you have you, when you have more people working together and you have a bigger team yep. it, it's going to be a lot faster you know it's like 10x yourself yeah like you, what did i say your 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 networks your net worth yes yeah <laughs> absolutely and, and it is a lot harder um to, to work on your own you know like i i kind of uh that it, it was really tough for me to get to the point where where, where i've purchased multiple uh 
multifamily properties and um, it was a grind. It was a grind. I, I didn't have anybody to really show me the ropes or like, you know, guide me where I had to go. I had to do the do the education all on my own and, and really, you know, dig deep and find out and figure out my own path to get there. Um, so if anything, uh, you know, I, I think that even doing joint ventures is, is helping other people with, with their financial IQ and, you know, real estate is... It's a generational wealth if you're buying holding. Yep. Totally agree. Before we leave, is there anything you can tell us about uh, Fort Erie? Yeah, so right now there's about three developments that are going on. Now, the town is smaller. It's 30,000 people. Um, I have investments not only in Fort Erie, but in they're all in the Niagara region. So there's other, there's other towns and cities. Um, there's St. Catharines, Niagara Falls, Port Colborne, Welland, and Fort Erie. Those are that's the main main hub where where um, everything, you know, all the investments are. And uh, see that and the surrounding areas have all grown in value tremendously because it was it was a stale market. The prices hadn't risen, and once once uh, you saw Hamilton and that area grow, all those prices started coming. You know, all those prices and the people, the influx of people started coming. And um, I think that the Niagara region has kind of just balanced out on pricing. Um, so it is still, there's still really good deals to, you know, to, to find. But you have to be patient. And uh, right now, I I wouldn't say it's easy to find a good deal because you really got to be persistent. You got to, you know, have the fortitude to be looking every single day um, and, and you know, try, trying to find the best deals that are on the market. But the, the market rents are great. So market rents are the same as uh, as St. Catharines, which has a much larger population. So you know, you, you can get, uh, for a two-bedroom, you're, you're going to get 1,200 utilities. For a three-bedroom, you can get 1,400, 1,500 plus utilities. Um, so uh, if, you, if you do the math and you got you got properties that are in the two to $300,000 range, it, it, it makes sense. Awesome. If uh, someone wanted to get a hold of you, where would be the best way to do it? You can find me on any social media under Sean Reyes, S-H-A-W-N, last name R-E-A. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I also have a website. It's reaig.com. And um, I have another Instagram and Facebook account under Rea Investment Group. If anybody does want to reach out to me, feel free to. I'm, I'm honestly really happy to just like talk about real estate and, and help people because I know the struggle that I had just to get my first and second and, and move to third and then double my portfolio thank you so much for coming on the show i think this will be a great episode yeah thanks for having me i appreciate it and uh you know ho hopefully we can uh, meet up i know i missed you at the meetup in uh in that was it in niagara there i was in st. Uh, st catherine's on st. Catharines. thursday yeah yeah I, I i actually meant to make it and i didn't get to make it but uh, hopefully we can meet at uh, one of the other real estate meetups soon yeah definitely um, I think I'll be at the that same meetup next Thursday. I think Maria was messaging me again today, wanting me to go down there for some other panel, but I don't know what it's for. <laughs> okay, I, I haven't got any details, but I'll likely be down there. And then I'll—I know this is really far from you, but I'll be going to—I'll uh, be speaking at Onria in March. And uh, oh, is that uh, Windsor? No, uh, London. The London. London. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the twenty-sixth, right, or the twenty-eighth? I think something like that. I think it's the 20th in in London, and I think it's the last Thursday of the month in St. Catharines. Okay, awesome. Cool. We'll keep in touch. Nice to meet you. Nice to see, see you. Bye. See Bye. You.